0: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
1: Live from Studio C. Cheese and your... It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, to kick off a brand new week in the
2: summertime, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, a question... A simple question. Are you a citizen?
1: And the Supreme Court is ruling on that. We think today uh, that ruling is going to come out?
2: Yeah. For the census? Yep. Gary? Yeah. i tell you what, the things we can come to bitter arguments over
1: in this society... Is there? I know the Supreme Court might be out with a couple of things today. Um, uh, Any other other major ones I'm interested in? Nothing as big as like gay marriage, yes or no? Obamacare, yes or no? Well,
2: I disagree. There's a uh, move to drum Florida and California out of the union. Oh wow! They'll be ruling on that. (laughs) I didn't realize it. So uh, both of those states, or one of them, could be an independent country by noon. And a five-four decision.
1: Florida is no longer a part of the country. Right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay.
2: You know, Unfortunately, it was you sort fun. of changes, uh, you know, through history. <laughs> Look at the history of Europe. You got a little chunk of, like, uh, eastern France. Might have been five different, part of five different countries over the course of 150 years. Sure. We need more country changings. It's exciting.
1: I've been uh, very unhappy with the news media's coverage of the whole uh, almost bomb Duran story. Mm-hmm. I think it's been uh, really among the worst coverage of a major story in uh, in quite a long time. That's saying something. It is saying something. With nonstop speculation about what the president was thinking. Not a news story, just guesses. Right. Written as a news story. It reminds me, um, I, I just was watching one uh, or listening to one on the way in from ABC this week. And they had their, their one of their top foreign policy guys on there. And it reminded me of what Laura Logan told us. Laura Logan of CBS and 60 Minutes used to be, who said, I can read a story in the New York Times and not find a single fact. Yeah. I was listening to the story. There's not a fact in your story, dude. Right. It's all either your opinion or some people say, which is somebody else's opinion. Exactly. It's all opinion.
2: I was going to say, I, I like the, and, and by like, I mean, I like to hate the stories that are purely speculation, but when it gets really delicious is when somebody reads that and writes a story based on that and has that like second generation of I'm making this up, but passes it off as learned. I don't know.
1: But I did like the story over the weekend that seemed to be full of facts that we uh, we, we didn't bomb Iran, but we immediately went after the computer systems and we knocked out their missile launchers and stuff uh, with, with cyber warfare. Fantastic.
2: Which is, you know, that's as good, isn't it? Yeah. If they don't work, they don't work. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you just like dead people, if we can diminish their capabilities, all the better.
1: I'm uh, I'm always interested in like if we can do that so easily why didn't we do some of that stuff before you guess you just wait till you need I don't know how that works and then uh, I saw the former joint chiefs of staff admiral admiral Mullen under Obama say we have to be prepared this week who knows where in the country for Iran to retaliate with cyber strikes I consider myself prepared could be our uh, electric <laughs> grids could be banking could be businesses you don't know what but I have lots of fresh batteries
2: I got a little cash in my cash drawer. I have a drawer where I keep a little cash. Mm. If you're robbing my house, keep looking. Um, yeah, so I'm prepared. Okay. I've got a fair amount of dried goods. Fantastic. Dehydrated fruits and vegetables.
1: <laughs> for the Iranian cyber attack. Fair amount of liquor. Fantastic. Yes. And we have a Democratic debate this week. What, Wednesday and Thursday night? That yeah. is exciting. Is it?
0: Uh, let's uh, kick you off. You just said two nights there. What's, yeah. what's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't one enough? So yeah. many of them. Oh, there's a new guy in. Did you yeah. hear that? No. Heck yeah. Did he qualify for the debate stage? He's a
2: dark horse. Very dark. You can't even see him. So who's this? Who's <laughs> this? I don't remember his name. Was well, It is exciting. Former big name? Congressman Joe Sestak. Oh, okay. So
1: it's not like um, Michael Bloomberg got in, Gavin Newsom got in, right? Hillary Clinton
2: no. got in. Okay. No, <laughs> right. no. Joe Sestak yes. got in.
1: Okay. Um, there is uh, Michelangelo, who presses our buttons, flips our toggles, pulls the levers, keeps us on the air, turns things on and off. How are you this morning, Michael?
3: I'm doing good. Uh, this weekend, I did something I haven't done in a long time, and I don't know quite how I did it. I ended up sleeping until almost 11 a.m. Wow, which is Unbelievable. Uh, how'd it feel oh it felt great but the Should day do it more was, often. it sure made the day short though I mean you know <laughs> oh yeah it's funny all of a sudden it was like 6 p.m I went this is it was terrible because it was like the day was really short and I got nothing done whatsoever yeah so. maybe
1: there's a there maybe there's a happy medium in there somewhere because I got up at 330 for our fishing trip and uh and that makes the day very long wow you get to like noon and it seems like isn't it Monday now it's only noon Wow, 3.30. 3.30, yeah. Yikes. Because we were on the water at 5.30. So. Wow. Yeah. Early. That's, that's dedicated. That's first, real
2: fisherman stuff. That was
1: real fisherman stuff. Did you yeah. catch anything? Yes. My son caught his very first fish. Yes. Uh, completely on his own.
2: Yes. With
1: his own casting... Uh, reeling, etc.
2: Oh, man! He'll remember that the rest of yes, his life.
1: he will remember that the rest of his life. It was very, very awesome. Oh, that's great. Pictures and videos and everything like that. And Dang! Was, yeah, it was really, really cool. I'll talk more about that later. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: doing very well. Uh, I, I have fallen behind on updating those who have uh, been trying to follow along with the the, the the Positive Sean portfolio. That's hashtag PSP if you're... No, it's not really a hashtag. Uh, but um, uh, <laughs> no, It I, can be. Now, uh, I, I did a couple updates uh, on the Positive Sean blog with the Positive Sean portfolio. That Stock portfolio is what he's talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, Positive Sean, member of the investor class. Now, this <laughs> this sort of stuff has not yet been paywalled. It is still available for free. But uh, I, I feel like i I'm I'm letting down my disciples... By not doing more updates, on so my I'll,
1: disciples. So I gotta, I gotta update that
0: one. I will, I will try to have an update for it on the Positive Sean blog tomorrow. I gotta see what the markets do today. You know, it, much tensions and trade deals and new sanctions mm-hmm. probably gonna. I, I might need to move some stuff around before I do the uh, the official update for you tomorrow. So
1: headlines, still not paid Wald, but the disciples will get their info. Yes,
0: as of now. So <laughs> so get it while you can because you know I can't sure? be giving away this stuff for free for long. No, heck no. Uh, there is Marshall
3: Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well,
0: gentlemen, I have a treat. A Monday morning
3: treat. Fantastic. Oh, do tell. Last week, I scratchered my itch, you'll recall. Well, <laughs> You started I let, gambling again. I let the scratchers marinate. Yeah, you made I that a
0: verb now. <laughs> scratched
3: a couple. We had a little treat out of that. And then I forgot about them till Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there they were, radiating at me. <laughs> Sitting next to the house. Don't say wow. pulsating wow. again. Wow. So oh, radiating and pulsating. Oh, wow.
1: I picture you looking across the room and the lottery tickets seem to glow in your eyes. Oh, yes. and drew little arms and legs. Scratch me,
3: scratch me. Oh yeah. vintage
1: quarters sitting on top of them.
3: And I took one of those vintage quarters, scratched away, and bam, I hit it again. <laughs> wow. I am bringing home the Monday bacon and then I'm taking another month off. Wow. Another month hiatus. Because it worked
1: so well, you think yeah. that might be the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We have a new new part of the ritual.
1: Fantastic. So. Month off, win, win, win. Month yeah, off, go. win, win, win. You'd
2: yeah. have been really comfortable in the Middle Ages, Marshall. <laughs> you know, when it was evil spirits and omens and that sort of thing right. that controlled everything. Right, Superstitious and uh, magic balls and Zach. palm reading. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Levitations going on everywhere. Yeah, do a rain dance. It rains. Yeah. You figure, yep, it worked.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It was Monday,
2: June 24th. That's what today is, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Get In, we approve of this program. Well, then, let's spring into action officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. These
3: I things. only
0: joke. I, okay. w- I joke and I say, you watch, will, I will drive Chuck Todd crazy. You will accept Chuck the result. and uh, you will 100%. accept whatever sure. happens in 2020. You, yes.
3: You'll be like, you're not going to like it, but you walk out. In fact, I said in a speech recently, I said, watch, we'll drive the media crazy. Let's go for a third term and then a fourth.
1: So that's Meet the (laughs) Press's host, Chuck Todd, interviewing the president and taking completely seriously this stupid, stupid idea that if Trump loses, he's going to stay. He's talking about a third term and... And the completely uh, deranged crowd out there talks about it in serious tones. I've seen them on the cable news channel.
2: Even hearing that clip made me want to punch somebody.
0: <laughs> do you enjoy people talking over each other while simultaneously talking past each other? <laughs> then do we have the interview for you? Oh, no, no, no <laughs> that was
2: impossible well to listen described. to. Well yeah. God, Tiresome. Sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd. I don't know if he's tired, but he's tiresome.
1: Come for the stupid topic and stay <laughs> for the, they're both talking at the same time. That's a very good point. Oy. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. What do you got coming up in your news?
3: We've got deportations delayed. Got a new report out. U.S. launched a cyber attack on Iran. And Bernie Sanders' latest move to win your vote with a trillion-dollar gift.
1: Yeah. Coming Ooh, up.
3: A trillion bucks. Mm, of, of my money. A lot of it's my mm-hmm. money.
1: Um, uh, How's mailbag look?
2: Oh, it's good. It's, it's fine. We've got some good weekly shower thoughts. Start off the week on a contemplative note. There are some ugly deaths on the border over the weekend
1: that might force something to happen. I don't know. Trump's saying, why doesn't Congress do something? Congress is saying, why doesn't Trump do something? And, uh, and there you go. As we've been told many, many times by a lot of uh, experts in this, both sides like the issue better than solving it. Right. Heading into an election particularly. You know, who writes the laws?
2: We all learned it in school. Who's supposed to write the laws? It's Congress. Congress is useless. If Congress has, what, like a 17% uh, approval rating at this point, they are overrated, way overrated. (laughs) It's Ah. like you order something from Amazon, and it comes, and it's covered with dog excrement, then bursts into flames. Congress should get as many stars as that item. (laughs) No star review for you, Congress. (laughs) Zero stars. More on that on the way.
1: deal with the uh the flow of the news anymore i might have to figure out a way
2: to a different way to get news boy i've been feeling that for the last quite a few months i just what do you all do i feel bruised by it, like uh or like uh what do you call it like when you're getting a blister it's a friction burn assuming you don't go with the you know what
1: i'm just gonna check out and stop paying attention assuming you're not gonna do with that um wh- what do you do to get to get information i think that's probably what the uh the next generation is going to figure out mm-hmm. what do I do to get information? What are the websites or, or podcasts or radio shows or whatever it is I do to get my information? What do I use right. so that so I don't spend so much time with just crap?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I find myself remembering the dawn of the 24-hour news station, CNN, and thinking at the time, this is great. Anytime I want to know what's going on in the world because I'm into that. I could just check in and find. This is wonderful. I thought
1: <laughs> I was on the side of the conversation that thought, "How could you possibly?" There's not enough news for 24 hours. We'll Cause make time, some because <laughs> at that time you had a half hour news a day. Really, right? It was the you know it was the newscast from the big three anchors at
2: 5:30, and that was it. Well,
1: obviously it was enough yes. for the day.
2: 30 minutes for the day. I was grotesquely wrong, terrible, tragically wrong, and uh, and, and our generation has taken the brunt of the pain. Caused by the 24-hour news cycle, I'm hoping the youngsters... Millennials will figure it out. ...like some sort of dolphin that learns to walk on the land, will adapt and and be able to survive in the new world. Hmm. Mailbag.
0: the dolphin, like, upright on its back? Two fins, or is it walking like on all four fins? It was, it was a... another evolutionary
2: process, Sean. First it was four fins, and one dolphin, it couldn't uh, reach the uh, chestnuts on the tree. Because everybody knows dolphins love chestnuts. <laughs> love <'em. laughs> and they love uh, them. And one dolphin thought, you know, I'm going to walk upright on my fins. All right. On my tail fins. And uh, that dolphin grew very fat and died. Mm, I forgot to go through all of your weekly shower thoughts, so I may have to pick on the fly, but here's some good ones. It compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. The hours of 2 to 4 o'clock seem to be the hardest to stay awake, whether it's day or night. 2 to 4 a.m., that's right, 2 to 4 p.m., yep. That's a tough time of day. Yeah, yep. Yeah. In the past 100 years, clowns have become more scary and than funny, while skeletons have become more funny than scary. That's right, the skeleton is a, like, symbol of horror to frighten you? Eh, not so much anymore. I remember as a little kid, you'd have uh, movies with uh, skeletons or more likely guys in a black suit with bones painted on it that you could really see their outlines moving, but they're supposed to be terrifying.
1: Skulls in particular are really common in kids' stuff now. Is that right? Skulls are just, you know, as a decoration, it's kind of like edgy cool or something like that. Mm, You're right. So they're, they're okay. Clowns, on the other hand, every kid is horrified by clowns for some reason.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny I noticed the other day that the the whole uh skull tattoo is very popular. Um not just like biker gangs at this point, but ball players and almost everybody who's got a lot of tats has some sort of death tat. Well, we all have a skull. It's a good point. Is that it? I don't know. The first humans who ate crabs must have been really hungry to try and eat an armored sea spider. Yeah. I wonder that about a lot of beasts. Or did somebody just eat a beast and extrapolate that, you know, in general, beasts are delicious. And just
0: tried various beasts. I don't know, the innards of a crab. How many plants went awry before somebody decided to try to eat an artichoke? I love the delicious choke. But but you but have to be instructed on how to eat it, right? Like well, they, the leaves, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hearts
2: are delicious, but who worked their way down to that? Somebody starving, probably. I don't know. Or I, I have this theory that... You know, various times there have been fires, you know, natural fires, and, you know, there's a fire in the forest. I don't know how there'd be a fire on the beach with the crabs exactly, but somebody noticed, walked by a deer that was uh, like on fire and thought, wow, that smells delicious. Or some wild pig, you know, was aflame, and people thought, wow, that smells just like bacon. And so they decided to eat that beast. You can't. I don't uh, know how crabs have.
1: You can't uh, underestimate the amount of free time people used to have either. So you're starving, and you got all day long with nothing, nothing. There's no TV. There's no smartphone. There's there's nothing. Yeah. Yep. Reminds me of when I were out on my honeymoon, and we had we didn't have any TV or anything like that, and we uh, we had the days were long and uh, relaxing, and my wife figuring out how to get into coconuts, bashing them on rocks or whatever, so she could eat coconut. Hmm. so you got a lot of time on your hands.
2: Yeah. So you'll come up with something. Yeah. Huh. Uh, today we listen to our favorite songs over and over. 200 years ago, most people only heard their favorite symphonies once in their entire lifetime. And they talk about it. I tell you what, that old Beethoven, did you hear his last one? Oh, it was a knockout. Uh, we get angry at our pets for being loud, but they always put up with our noise. It's a good point. Baxter constantly giving me the eye. Now I know why. So no recorded music should be quiet, Big Mouth. I
1: should be quiet. (laughs) And we got more on that coming up. Uh, Marshall's news and how we did attack Iran. It was just cyber.
2: Armstrong and Getty. (laughs)
3: I saw
1: two people who actually know what they're talking about comment on uh, the happenings of the last four days. Admiral Mullins who used to be the j- Joint Chief uh, under Obama and then a guy who writes for AP who's a big Pentagon guy saw interviews with both of them in which they, uh, they were asked about the, the last second stopping what, what does that mean? And that happens all the time they both said the same thing. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. That's very common in military operations up to the last second you could cancel it and Things change constantly, so that happens all the time. I mean, neither one of them that even saw that as uh, slightly interesting, right? Really. What?
2: No, that's the narrative. He chickened out at the last minute. Uh, oh, don't take our narrative. I heard uh, a congressman who who I didn't catch his name. He's a, a veteran. He was asked by the, uh, the numbskull on CNN roughly the same thing. Um, The guy said, well, the president changing his mind at the very last second. Or whatever, and the guy said... If that's true, and if it happened in that way, you don't know. And so it just, again, the speculation heaped on speculation is just getting annoying. This AP reporter I saw who's been on the Pentagon beat forever, he said, no, that's
1: the way it works. You, you ask up into the last minutes for uh, what's the current status. I'm sure he asked throughout the day and then up until the last minute, and then it may have changed where people were in the So, but that's just the way it works. Well, imagine the alternative. Well, the president didn't ask you, didn't even think about casualties until five minutes before it was going to happen or all the other stupid, I almost dropped an F-bomb things
2: that people say on the media. I mean, what's the point of these conversations? You know who's taking the lead on that? I mean, saying the wildest, strongest stuff is Kellyanne Conway's old man, George Conway. Mm. He has become a bomb chucker. Maybe
1: he
3: and his wife are just aren't getting is. along. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump expected to hit Iran with more sanctions today. He was tweeting over the weekend the additional sanctions to be placed on Iran to keep it from having nuclear weapons. Now, along the lines of what you were discussing just a minute ago during his Meet the Press interview... Trump was asked why he called off the planned attack on Iran on Friday. He said it was after he found out how many Iranians would be killed. He also went on to stress that nothing is green, light, uh, green uh, lighted until he says so. He could stop the invasion or operation at any time. And I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? They shut down an unmanned uh, drone, plane, whatever you want to call it. And here we are sitting with 150 dead people that would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said go ahead and I didn't like it I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate meanwhile the US media has been reporting that the United States did launch cyber attacks even as Trump called off the airstrike the Washington Post among others said on Saturday that the cyber strikes which had been planned previously had disabled iranian rocket launch systems now u.s officials have declined to comment on it iran said the attacks failed but they are now willing to talk about concessions if the u.s would consider lifting the sanctions so back and forth it goes i heard it's really hard to get office supplies in iran right now
1: they have 30 percent inflation currently and their economy is expected to shrink six percent this year wow that's pretty serious
2: mm. uh, plus you can't get a highlighter that would, that would have <laughs> copier paper. How <laughs> much would that piss you off? Copiers out of paper, yeah, we can't get any. You'd have a lot of
1: people squealing top to bottom when you got 30% inflation.
3: Deportation delay. President Trump said he delayed the planned immigration raids in a couple dozen country, uh, cities because he wants to give Democrats, quote, every last chance to address immigration issues. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi apparently had called and asked for the extra time. So he said, okay, we'll hold off for a couple of weeks. ICE agents were expected to round up about 2,000 illegals around the country on Saturday. Hey, Michael, can you make it so I can play audio over here? We, uh,
2: we're in a uh, studio that was designed in 1960. it's a little, give me the signal, would you? <laughs> All right. Uh, listen to Bernie Sanders here, my friends. There are ICE raids set to start estimates of some 2,000 people or so who will be targeted. Is this appropriate? No, it's not. It is absolutely not appropriate. But specifically on this point, the 2,000 that are supposed to be targeted haven't shown up for court dates. Essentially, they're they're not following the asylum process, the legal standards, when they're here. So should they be prosecuted? Should they be deported? I don't like this deportation thing at all, and I think Trump uses this as a beginning to do worse things to come so you can't even deport law-breaking hearing dodging people who have no intention of following the law in bernie's world he's out of his mind
3: meanwhile bernie sanders says he will today propose legislation that would cancel all student loan debt for every american That's a total of almost... Free! It's free! That's a total of almost... It's magic fairy money that comes out of the sky and pays it all off. Hooray! It's not taxpayer money. That's a total amount of almost $2 trillion. Almost $2 trillion. Wow, that's a lot of money. For some 45 million people, the loan forgiveness he said would be paid for with a new tax on Wall Street speculation. And is there uh, ever any conversation about
1: trying to fix this crazy system that has gotten out of control where college no. costs so much money nobody no. ever nobody ever taxes it from that
2: end. no you got 350 deans at every college the dean of right. inclusion what's that where's that random college title generator that was one of the truest things ever <laughs> you're the assistant under dean for inclusion of community <laughs> development Please. And you got teams of these people roving across campus like herds of antelope, and they're all making 200
3: G's. It's just insane. Democrats unbelievably have yet another presidential candidate in the 2020 presidential race Sestak, Sestak. That's right. Former Representative Joe Sestak of Pennsylvania announcing his candidacy. He is the 25th person buying to be the Democratic nominee.
1: I'm surprised that even makes the news, really. He's
3: a retired admiral in yep. the Navy.
2: Wore the uh, the uniform of the United States for many moons. Hmm. Seems like a reasonable fella. And I wish him well.
3: And what? his candidacy
2: will come and go like a breeze.
3: <laughs> One last note. This week's SpaceX launch is going to be carrying human ashes into orbit. off with of the Falcon Heavy rocket from Florida set uh, sometime between this morning and Wednesday afternoon. In addition to the payload of 24 satellites, there'll be you, the ashes of 152 humans. Why? oh the people paid for it they're Hmm. they're apparently all put in little capsules by a company that you know people say ah my my uh, uncle aunt father mother always wanted to go into space okay so people shell out anywhere between five and twelve thousand dollars okay to go up into orbit all right at your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong and getty show the conscience of the nation
1: i want to go into space too I'd like to go into space, but my ashes going into space and my kids paying twelve thousand dollars for it is stupid. <laughs>
3: yes,
2: <sighs> sort of things for the living, Jack. <laughs> um, I, I guess I could see you taking some sort of satisfaction from that, but yeah, it seems pretty silly. Great, okay, we got the the important stories, of course. I also have this.
1: It's June, right? So June's the big old wedding month. Is that still true? I don't know. I uh, maybe. <laughs> well, don't don't let it get in the way of a good story. <laughs> it make any difference. So a lot of people are going on their honeymoons. Presumably, people still do. Absolutely. That. Let's assume that as well. How honeymoons are being ruined by social media is a pretty good story. Oh boy. Uh, and uh, and I don't think it's uh, probably uh, n- 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 untrue. I <clears throat> right. think it's probably a very
2: true story. And I've got some examples of it that are quite a, quite amusing. I'm flashing back to uh, Judy and my honeymoon, and I can't imagine social media having any part. In any way. It would now. At any moment. It would now. Oh boy. Uh, that and other stuff on the way on the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and
1: get into more detail on how we did attack iran last thursday just not with missiles i'd love to hear more we launched a cyber attack which i'm not exactly sure why that was uh, reported in the news to the extent that it was um but it was Mm. uh and we in theory the reporting is we took out the missile system that shot down that drone with cyber now i
2: don't know how permanent that is uh, how many bugs do we have lurking, and how many computer systems are on the uh, world, and and, and or you know, vice versa, vice versa? Yeah, uh, I I
1: don't know, and I it's I don't know if we'll ever get our uh, in our minds we'll ever be able to equate the two, or if maybe over time we finally will because we should. If that missile system doesn't work anymore, it's every bit as
2: effective as if if we'd blown it up, isn't it? We can sell the scrap metal this way, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, it is. Or at least not dying is is good. Certainly in the short term, it's as effective. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it might even be
1: more scary. The Iranians' reaction, if we blow it up with one of our missiles, they knew we had those missiles, and they knew that we could blow it up. I mean, that wasn't a surprise to anybody. Right. And you can hide them. Right? Put them in a cave. All of a sudden, they sit down at their computer and try to turn it on, and it uh, it just says, uh-huh. <laughs> Curtis, A picture of Uncle Sam with his finger wagging. Uh-huh.
2: Um, or Uncle Sam mooning him. That, <laughs> that might be even more disconcerting. Yes. What? Well, How did they, I thought we had the... You know, I've never been one of those survivalist types. We were joking earlier about uh, having dried goods on hand and... Five thousand gallons of water or whatever I've never, because Iran uh, is expected
1: to uh, t- attack us back this week,
2: well, between you know Iran and even more uh, Russia, China, and the the growing uh, messing messing with you as opposed to dropping bombs on your head uh, nature of warfare, I could really see the electricity being out for a week and a half, month and a half oof. Uh, Or or what have you?
3: They don't have
2: how many? I assume they're they're computered up to their ears in the water processing world too, right? Mm -hmm. I gotta believe that. I mean everything's computerized, so great. They shut down electricity and water. Then what? I got my own well, but I need electricity to run the well. Right? You're gonna have to lower a bucket
1: down there, slosh the water out. I got a generator, but uh, you know. How long do you have gas? And then do you need the electricity to make the gas stations work and all that? I'm going to be
2: forced to don a bandana and head for the retirement community not far from my house and just take what I need. And the young and the strong uh, must survive. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm planning. You scoff if you
1: want. So got more on that later. Also, the Democratic candidates are preparing for the big debates on Wednesday night, as it says in The New York Times. For many on the stage, this is their only chance. Right? So might as well swing for the fences. Oh, yeah. There is going to be bomb chucking and zinger slinging. <laughs> Came across this in the New York Times over the weekend. honeymoon hashtag hell. Social media pressure to take perfectly posed photographs, leading lead to the first argument for any married couple. Is it worth a fabulous Instagram shot if you're just having a horrible time? Asked the New York Times. No. And it quotes a whole bunch of people. Thank that, you for asking. It quotes various people they talk to who the, uh, the <laughs> their, their biggest memory of their honeymoon is uh, constantly trying to get the per- perfect fi- picture. It was like a photo shoot for some magazine that would never exist, said this uh, one dude. Mostly it's dudes unhappy with their wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he described the week-long vacation with his new wife as uh, a constant search for the perfect sunset. Uh, it was stressful, cumbersome, torturous oh gosh oh, on your honeymoon with those saying i had to prove to the world that i was having a great time and so half at least half of each day was spent shooting editing or planning instagram posts half of each day of the honeymoon uh, i'm 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 divorcing that woman of course you know i'm old school the not social media survey said that 70% of brides post on social media throughout their honeymoon if you're going to post on social media throughout your honeymoon, there is going to be some planning and uh, and, and some effort involved. There's no <sighs> doubt about it. In recent years, honeymoons have regressed, says the New York Times. Couples want validation from followers and friends. And oftentimes they do that with photos and hashtags. I know that's what I was thinking on my honeymoon. I sure do need validation from my friends about this, that this is a good time. I It seems like the greatest week of my life, but unless my friends say so, it isn't actually. Or maybe I'm wrong until they
2: tell me. Well, I I don't even understand what's going on there. And I know it's a priority to be thinking not only of my friends during this week, but... People I barely know who follow me on the internet. That's where my focus is. Somebody I knew kind of in college. Wow. Who's looking at it for some is reason. Is vanity one of the seven deadly sins? Uh, pride.
1: Was it be pride Lust, or something in there. Gluttony. Pride, yeah. Pride and vanity are closely. I mean, it might time, even be envy. Are you envious of other people's lives? So you got to post this stuff? I don't know what's going on. Wow. It ain't healthy, whatever it is. An unholy uh, combination. This woman felt compelled to prove to the world that her honeymoon was as epic as her wedding. Before and during the trip, many people research Grammable Hotels. Grammable, in quotes,
0: which apparently is something that looks good on Instagram.
1: Oh, my. Grammable Hotels, restaurants. Various
0: different colored bright walls and stuff so you can stand in front of. And yeah, probably. Get, get some nice, you know, matching or clashing with your house. So this is what it feels like to watch your civilization <laughs> die. I actually saw an article uh, about bars in uh, your L.A.'s and your New Yorks now or it, specifically having gigantic walls with bright colors that are meant to be taken pictures in front of, as opposed to like a, a wall with I don't, like a neon bar be- sign. Because they like that.
1: wisely recognize that this culture is growing, yes. and hey, you can either play along or lose out, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to be a grammable bar, where people go there and say, oh yeah, it's a great place to take pictures to show that we were there, for some reason. Hmm. Uh, so researching grammable hotels, restaurants, and beaches. For breakfast, we would, uh, we would look at the menu before thinking, how, how cute will this look for Instagram? whether we want to eat it or not.
2: Wow. Wow. I know. Wow. It's, I know. Wow. You know, it's it's like watching a nature special where Jane Goodall is pointing out the behavior of the chimps. I mean, just a, it's like a different breed of human humanism has evolved. I shouldn't pretend that I
1: might not be going along with this if I were younger and had grown up in it. I just, you know. I was too old when this hit to get involved. Yeah, I guess. And too old and, and I was going to say cynical, but that's not the right word because I'm I'm pro not doing this. I think it's better for humanity that we don't do it. But I am uh, i don't know. I don't know what makes me not want to do it. But uh, I could, I suppose I could see how you get sucked in. I could easily see how, and I'm speaking as dudes here, how your girlfriend, fiance, wife gets sucked into it because all her girlfriends did exactly the same thing. And you want to show how
2: great your life is, I guess. The next thing you know, that's what you're doing. The differences between the sexes are not entirely taught by society. There are fundamental differences. And women, this is one where you're wrong. I mean, the wedding... You have to understand, you're wrong, your man is right. Enjoy each other. The the
1: entire wedding thing has always been driven mostly by women. And most guys feeling like, I don't care what the tuxes look like. What color should the flowers be? I don't care. Whichever I mean, just, you like. I can't even imagine why I would care. None of my friends are going to say, oh, the flowers look fabulous. It doesn't make any difference to me. So it's always been that way. Right. And now you'd just be expanding it to people a, you barely know yeah, around and, the globe. And also the honeymoon, just because of right. the opportunity to Show the honeymoon to people just like you showed the wedding night, the, or not the wedding night, but
0: the wedding to people. Positive, Sean. A thought: searching for a comparable. If this was a young couple that met and they were like in a garage band and they planned their honeymoon around, where can we go? Either do like drop in gigs or there's open mics and they, like they're like Instagramming and kind of becoming an internet influencer. To me, uh, seems to be very similar to the garage bands of old. Like some people do it for fun, but there's a chance that you can make a career out of this. This could hit, and yeah, you can all of a sudden. Become I wasn't a seeking out
2: gigs on my honeymoon.
0: No, no, it but, was about her. But if you two were in a garage band and your relationship was built around this shared hobby, this yes. shared interest, yes, we'd end up divorced. So in my that, experience, so I guess the question all is: all lovers in bands get divorced?
1: Is this <laughs> is this being driven by? Do do a lot of these people think we're going to become Instagram something or others and make money off of it?
0: I think that's the. There's the chance yeah, of that I, happening. God. I don't know if that's a, a goal, but there's that carrot that's always hanging above all the stuff. I, I, I think. would
1: think. I don't know, but I would think at this point that's such a small chance. There's so many pretty people doing well, f- 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 uh,
2: f- photo-friendly things. Yeah. Well, and I understand what you're describing, Sean. But to indulge in it on your honeymoon is just bizarre to me. But I'm not on
1: social media, whatever. so uh, fishing trip with my son yesterday. Fantastic. I mean, this is one of those he'll remember this the rest of his life sort of fantastic trip with with Craig, our uh, health lawyer. And, uh, and and I took pictures and sent them to and sent them to, to my wife. And I'm going to say I sent one to grandma and grandpa of him catching his first fish. But I didn't have social media in mind. If I was on social media, maybe it would have been all about look at this fabulous spot we are in because we were in a fabulous spot and making sure the photo was right so I could post it on it, and everybody would be envious
2: of me, I guess, and then that makes me feel better? I don't yes. know. I don't even understand. That, that makes it life works. worth living. What don't you get? Man, how do you even stay alive with your boring, stupid, only you <laughs> life? I don't get it at all. It's unhealthy. Anyway, look
1: forward to that if you're getting married to your honeymoon, picking out restaurants where they have cute-looking food as
2: opposed to cheap and delicious, which is what I'm looking for. Right? Right. Right, I'm looking forward to my head exploding later in case the Supreme Court rules the wrong way on several big issues. We'll have that for you. Coming down today. Armstrong and Getty.